Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for doing. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. You guys, the company on today is called Eat Gangster. Okay, I mean, like, do I need to say anything else? Like, this is going to be so much fun. I am so excited on the podcast today are both founders, Heather McDonough and Carrie Brown, their co-founders of Eat Gangster. I mean, I, I'm so excited both of you are here. It's so cool on a Friday afternoon. Thanks for making time to do the podcast. Thanks for having Thanks. us. It's it's great. Um it's so it's I mean, like I said, I'm so excited to uh, unpack your story and um <laughs> And then for all of you listening, wait till you hear some of the product names are pretty incredible. Um, let's do this, though, before we jump into uh, your, your business and food and whatnot. Why don't we start with Heather? Share a little bit about your story, what you were doing before launching the brand. Yeah, so uh, I, I got an undergraduate degree in elementary education. And it took me, I guess, after I did my student teaching, I was like, this is not for me, but I went through all that training. And so I went ahead and taught second grade for one year and it definitely wasn't for me. Um, so I never went back to that, but I did love, you know, kind of the education part of it. I just didn't like managing 25, uh, seven year olds. So (laughs) I, um, (laughs) I stayed home with kids for a while, but just kind of always had these entrepreneurial wheels turning and it was always around food. Um, I started little home-based businesses, um, just cookies and cupcakes and things that nobody wanted to do, but lots of people wanted to order. And so, um, and then at about age 31, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease Wow! and had to make some serious dietary and lifestyle changes. Um, I didn't want to go the sort of conventional medical route and start taking pharmaceutical drugs to treat it. I, I got diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis and I was having terrible pain in my toes and my um, joints. And it was, it was rough, but so I kind of dove in head first to um, sort of the natural healing route and realized that there were so many things that could be causing inflammation. I I tried to get to the root cause rather than try to just cover up the symptoms with drugs. So that went, I just kind of went down a rabbit hole into the sort of health and wellness industry. And then, um, just kind of stayed in that, in that world. I went back to school and got a degree, um, not a degree really, but a certificate in, I I became a nutritional therapy practitioner through the nutritional therapy association, did lots of consulting with people who were struggling with all kinds of, um, health challenges, trying to help them, um, find diet and lifestyle modifications to relieve symptoms. I was a private chef for a little bit. Oh my gosh. juice cleanses for people, um, (laughs) just kind of all sorts of things in the, um, the food and health and wellness industry. I started a little health cafe in the back of a health food store. That was a really, really fun project. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I was doing before. Um, but helping people modify their diet to, um, to overcome health challenges has always been my greatest love and my greatest passion because, um, there, there are just so many things that you can do. Um, you know, just little easy switches here and there. So yeah, that's kind of, 
that's kind of my background. My I love short it. Version. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, I mean, incredible and totally makes sense. And I, I can see now where we're going. Carrie, over to you. So before Eat Gangster, I was in the branding and marketing and kind of consumer experience world. Um, I came out of, of college and started working actually with a branding company during the dot-com boom. And so we were naming products and websites and all that kind of fun stuff. So it was, it was just fun. And I was low level, like answering phones, but also a part of the meeting. So I felt excited about it. Um, <laughs> so I stuck with that. I, I, I um, ended up going to Northwestern for my master's in marketing. And that same company rehired me um, to work in Chicago, open their Chicago office and just like make lots of money and do great and all that stuff in, in the corporate world. Um, that said, I started hearing about this tiny little company out in Los Angeles um, that uh, was doing athletic apparel. And I, I had a, a draw out there because I had a boyfriend out there at the time. And um, so I went out there and I tried on these clothes and they fit so well and they were better than anything that I, I had ever f worn as, as athletic apparel. And so I joined this company for $8 an hour and it ended up being Lululemon Athletica. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So I, um, I started out um, folding pants and cleaning bathrooms and then spent the next eight years growing with the company. Um, ultimately, I oversaw their U.S. marketing during the time when we went public and all that fun stuff. Um, I, I learned there more than anything that I am an entrepreneur at heart because as we got so big, I, um, started to feel like it wasn't for me anymore. Right. So I left that and actually started, um, New York city's most luxurious hotel for dogs. I know. I saw that in your bio. I was like, I got to ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fun. It, we had suites, um, beds oh and TVs for dogs and we were on good morning America and CNBC oh and all this stuff. But, um, Anyway, we ended up selling that in the midst of COVID. And as we were selling it, Heather and I were just on the verge of launching Eat Gangster. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Okay, so how did you guys connect? And then talk about the origination of, of the company name, Eat Gangster. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll talk about how we connected. And then Carrie, if you want to explain um, how you came up with Eat Gangster, um, I will certainly let you do that. <laughs> I'm going to eat um, gangster. I'm going to eat gangster style. <laughs> anyway, okay, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, Carrie and I met when she was in college because she dated my cousin um, <laughs> throughout their God. college career. And so I kind of met her at family gatherings and, and whatnot. Um, and then we reconnected. Uh, when I had a daughter who was moving to New York for dance and I knew that Carrie was there and we got together and then we both realized that we both had been struggling with, with autoimmune disease and had tried this special diet called the AIP diet, or mm. um, it's, it's an acronym for autoimmune paleo. So it's a special paleo diet that lots of people with autoimmune disease have had success with. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty restrictive. It's um, free from grains, gluten, nuts, seeds, eggs, dairy, legumes, chocolate, coffee. <laughs> it's, it's really restrictive, but what you do is you take out, um, these inflammatory foods one by one, and then you bring them back in one by one to see how your body reacts. Wow! So we, we got together in the kitchen when I was in New York, I was there for a month and just started experimenting and 
I had helped a ton of people um, sort of transition to this AIP diet. And so I was kind of introducing her to some ingredients that she hadn't played with or, or heard about. And so as soon as we started um, having a great time in the kitchen with all these AIP recipes, Carrie's wheels started turning and I was totally on board. Um, we came up with some great stuff and we're like, you know what, Th this, there's a hole in the market for these products that are completely compliant with this diet. And it, it can be so frustrating, you know, feel so restrictive and so socially isolating when you're eliminating all of these foods, um, during this sort of healing phase. So, um, we, we thought there was a hole in the market and, and there was an opportunity to start something great here. Wow. And okay. And so then the, where did the name come from? And then we're going to get into product. I can't wait to jump in, but I mean, of course, everyone's like, wait, how did you come up with this name? It's amazing. <laughs> Justin, I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting in a dark closet. Seriously. <laughs> and it was about 11 o'clock at night and I was nursing my one and a half year old. And um, I think, you know, my, my head would always, my brain would always work when I was in the dark because nothing else is bothering me. And you, you got to do something when, 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 when you're breastfeeding a child. So I'm kind of sitting there thinking and I knew that with the products we were talking about, we had so much to say. We're grain-free, nut-free, gluten-free, so much to say. And I didn't want us to be pigeonholed in one thing. I didn't want us to like just focus on the AIP diet with our name because you know diet trends, things like that can shift and change and things like that. But we really wanted to make sure that it was clear that it was allergen-friendly, right? Like top eight free, aside from coconut, but top eight free and just, um, uh, friendly to eat all this stuff. And so, but we knew it was too much to say. So I just started seeing in my mind, all these things. And all of a sudden they just started forming a word and I was just playing around with it. And, you know, we had to massage it a, a bit, um, to make it work, but, um, that's really how, how it came about. It was wow. just, um, brainstorming. <laughs> Very catchy. About. Yeah. All right. Perfect. I love it. Um, I started. I was going through all of your different products. Um, you guys have done some amazing naming: um, <laughs> salted choco nut frosting mix, uh, cinnamon cream. I mean, like some very, very fun, playful um, play on words. Where did you start? What was the first product, and what did that look like? Go for um, it, Heather. Gosh. Okay, so we started with cookies, um, and <laughs> we wanted to do some. We wanted to do cookie flavors that were appealing to all. You know, the the oatmeal cookie is just such a comfort, a totally. comforting one. And um, since grains are off the table, uh, we we use tiger nut flakes, Whoa. and they kind of look like oatmeal. Um, <laughs> they sort of give you the mouthfeel of oatmeal, but the tiger nut is actually not a nut at all because nuts are not compliant with this diet. So tiger nuts are tubers, so they grow in the ground like potatoes, but they're a root, a root vegetable, and they're super full of fiber and they're really nutrient dense and they're kind of naturally sweet. So they lend itself to baking really well. And when they slice these tiger nuts, again, it kind of looks like oatmeal. So we did the oatmeal schmoatmeal and hopefully people, <laughs> hopefully people get that, that we, that it's not oatmeal at all. Um, but it, it really does kind of give you the, the comfort and the feeling of an oatmeal cookie and in the taste even. And then Care about fudge. Um, so chocolate is not compliant on the diet. So carob powder is a natural substitute to cocoa powder. Wow. Um, 
So we wanted to, uh, yeah, we did a carob cookie. They, they kind of look like chocolate cookies. They really taste um, very similar to chocolate. So that was kind of our play on carob and, uh, yeah, chocolate. That's great. And then, um, the sugar cookie is, uh, just sort of your classic cookie and those can be rolled out and cut into shapes, just like your traditional Christmas cookies, or they can be drop cookies, or you can throw in chocolate chips and make it a chocolate mm. chip cookie. So that was wow. kind of versatile. So those, those were our, um, three products that we launched with. And That's then we moved cool. on to, to cakes and, um, yeah, you've expanded. Yeah, cake mix and frostings and yeah. So it's one thing to make product at your home in the kitchen. Um, it's another to package it up and sell it. And, and, you know, being with packaging and all that, like, where did you guys, because were you at first making it at home and trying this with friends and family or like, what did it look like early days? And then how did you figure out packaging? Well, okay. I, I will definitely tell you that we, um, we did a lot of recipe testing just out of our home kitchens. And then once we, once we figured it out and we knew we wanted to do this, we got us, we got ourselves a certified, kitchen um here in wichita kansas and and we actually started with cookie dough we were thinking Mm. that we were going to uh to sell the dough in you know little pint containers uh but then once we realized that shipping cold or frozen products (laughs) was not so simple (laughs) yeah a little more complicated then we kind of pivoted to dry mix which has been such a great a great decision in the long run and so we produced uh here until our operation could no longer handle the demand and the volume that we were doing. And so we, we transitioned to a co-packer who is out of Richland, Washington, and he's been fantastic. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely started in the, in the home kitchen, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, transitioned quite a bit since then. Well, and, and what about on the packaging side, you guys hadn't been working in the food industry before, right? I mean, that's what you got in your, your intro. So like, there's a lot that goes into it, right? Barcodes, weight, label, information, ingredients, like how did you figure that out? And, or did your co-packer help with that? What'd that look like? You know what? We, we did it all ourselves and you'll just, you'd be amazed. You know this, but people would be amazed what you can find by Googling it. Totally. (laughs) We just, we figured out what needed, like what 15 elements needed to be on a package and then just worked through the list and, um, just kind of figured it out. Now there's such a formula. It's so easy for us, but those first couple, it, it, it took a lot of effort to get all that information down right to figure that out. And then how did you guys come up with all these creative names? Did you have some sort of fun, process for that or was it just sitting in the dark closet and going you know what cinnamon cinnamon there we go (laughs) you know what i mean you know i I think we you know we we always like to just make this fun and playful because this is difficult for people um right you know uh eating in this way is is as as heather shared so isolating and frustrating and we just wanted to bring light and joy to it you know our our, our, our mission is we create foods that bring freedom and joy back to those on restorative diets. And so we just wanted to bring that joy by just creating fun things. So um, Chakunat, I think, was an important one for us. I mean, we've actually trademarked that because we can see that there's quite an opportunity for people who love chocolate, who are not able to eat chocolate either due to the caffeine or, or whatever else is, is in it and the dairy or what have you. So sure. chocolate, we see as a potential platform for, for other products in the future. Um, but, you know, again, we just wanted to make it fun and um, aspirational and um, uh, get people uh, curious about what, what was, what was in the products. 
I love it. And and early days, how did you know it was going to work? I mean, like, it's one thing for the two of you to think this tastes good or you like this cookie flavor or whatnot. But I mean, how did you test it out? And and how did you get some of your initial sales? <laughs> we, 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 always, we, always, we always like to test our products out on what we will call normal people. <laughs> normal people. Um, pe- people who can eat anything. So like my husband, for example, who will eat like four cheeseburgers and feel great afterwards. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> or like he can do ice cream or cookies or gluten or whatever. And he feels great. Right. We love to test it on people who are used to that sort of food. Um, and also our children, because those are going to be the people who will tell us if it's good or not for just the average person. Right. Totally. And then we know we're winning <laughs> for because the people in our audience, wouldn't you say, Heather, they're just they're so pumped to get to have a cookie at all. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and then what are, how, what was your channel for selling at first? I know you can buy on your website here, eatgangster.com. Um, like, is that where you started? And how do you think about retail, e-commerce, et cetera? Um, yeah. Go ahead, Carrie, if you want to speak to that. <laughs> Oh, sure. So we, yes, we started online on our website. Um, you know, we just use Shopify and yep. just got that going. Um, and then this past November we launched on Amazon and we've, we've seen great success there and have just reached a whole new audience. Um, so we're really excited about that. And then, you know, just in the last several months, we've started to just, um, dip our toe into retail a bit more and see if there's opportunities there. We have several very, um, loyal, tiny little delis and sh- like health food shops sure. that um, sell our products and they just order all the time. But it does take a certain retailer right now, someone who takes the time to know our product, talk exactly. about our product, kind of educate people a bit to start. Right? Yeah, because you do. You're playing that. in a unique... I hate to say a niche, but you know what I mean? It's not like you put it on the shelf yeah. next to other like products. I mean, the, you could... it. It's just interesting thinking about category management in a store and where your product sits, right? Yes, and, and and that's what we're trying to figure out right now. You know, we've we've had to kind of we've gotten feedback on on price for wholesale, so we've kind of had to to pivot there a bit and figure out what products are best. Um, and and you know, I think where we lie best right now, I think, is in an allergen friendly section or a gluten free section or that sort of thing, where it's it, you know that the people who are shopping in that section are going to appreciate and, and be looking for for products like ours. Got it. I love that. Um, was there ever a point where you're like, okay, I think we have something? Was there a, a I don't want to say a turning point, but a moment and you're like, okay, I think this is more than just a hobby. Like this is this this is going. I, I think we thought that from the very beginning. Would you disagree, Carrie? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I, you're right. Yeah i I felt like we really were onto something. It, it was it was such a good sort of a universally tasty product, not just for for those who are just dying to have a cookie who haven't had one in three months or whatever. Sure. It um we felt like we had something from the from the beginning, and you know we we started you know, sending product to testers who were giving us great feedback and posting on Instagram. And it just kind of, it just kind of grew pretty quickly. And then once we launched our first new product after the cookies, I mean, the, the sales were, were pretty astonishing. And it was to the point where then 
we kind of needed to think about a co-packer because it was getting too much too for much our little, for you guys. Our yeah. little <laughs> tiny commercial kitchen in Wichita, Kansas. So sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I had faith from the beginning that, um, it was more than, than more than just a hobby. Sure. <laughs> I don't know about no, you, that's... Gary, but... <laughs> um, how do you yes, guys, I, I agree. yeah. How do you guys divide up the work? Whenever you have co-founders, I always love to ask like, is there one or one of you better at the numbers or one of you better at the creative or I don't know. How, how do you guys divide things up? Oh man. I, I, yeah, I, I've always been really, really comfortable in the kitchen. That is my happy place. I always find myself back in the kitchen whenever there's sort of an entrepreneurial idea. And I was a private chef for a little while. Um, I love the recipe testing part. I kind of have a good background in in baking. Mm -hmm. And so that might be a little bit more of my forte. And the marketing and business side is definitely Carrie's forte, but I'll let (laughs) Carrie speak to that. Well, what's what's so good about our partnership is I think on on the top level, Heather and I both have the same work ethic and passion for the product, right? And then what's so convenient is that yes, she's good at baking. I'm actually a terrible baker. Um, <laughs> she she knows what she's doing. So if I do try something, I always send it to Heather, and I'm like, what do you think about this? What do we need? Right. Um, but then yes, I mean I, I I do enjoy the the marketing, the community building, the the business building, that that sort of thing. So. Um, it it works out well that way. Very, very fun. Um, I also love to ask our guests, uh, some of their biggest lessons learned. You guys have launched a brand off the ground here, really niche space, um, growing great packaging, uh, cool brands. I, I'm going to ask each of you to offer to our audience, maybe one or two pieces of advice. Um, we'll start with Carrie. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing to me is to make sure when you're doing whatever you're doing, that you're very, very passionate about it. Um, uh, and, and that you, you enjoy doing it, you know, that there will be mountains to climb in the process. For example, you know, we had a a small run of one of our products had to be recalled and it was just horrible day. We had to, it was just, it was, it was a lesson, right. But, um, if you're doing something you're passionate about, that just becomes a mountain to climb over and get through, learn from and go as opposed to a wall that you like run into. So, um, I think I think ensuring that you you can be truly passionate about what you're doing and you're not doing it for the money um, that's a, a great added bonus, <laughs> but um, you're doing it for something bigger than 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 just doing it as a job. Wow, I love that. All right, and and then over to you, Heather. Yeah, so I would say have patience. <laughs> this is I'm a, not very good at that. But yeah. This is a very slow climb. Um, and I'm reminded of that when watching shows like Shark Tank and I see these companies, you know, say that they launched eight years ago and they're just now like <laughs> asking, you know, for investment help. And so it, it's just a, it's not an overnight success kind of situation. It's a really slow climb. You need patience. Uh, it helps to have an amazing business partner. And that's, <laughs> I'm so grateful for that every day. And I think that, yes, there will be lots of little bumps in the road and if lots of problems to solve and when you can creatively solve them, um, and have fun in the process, then you can conquer anything. And yes, I agree with the passion, a a great business partner, patience, passion for what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. 
Um, so cool. Love meeting you guys and, and really excited about you where you guys, your brand, where you're going, um, the road in front of you. Um, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy product, etc. So we are available at eatgangster.com. And we have some products on Amazon as well. So, and then you can always look on our website and reach out to us for any local retailers as well. Love that. What's your top seller, by the way? It varies by month. Uh, right now, it tends to be oatmeal schmoatmeal, which is sold out right now. <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> it's sold out. Oh, my God. Um, it's very, very cool. It's Like I said, it's so great meeting you. I hope you guys will come back on. Yeah, I think you've got a lot of um, runway and stretch in front of you, Heather and Carrie. So great to have you on, and I uh, really appreciate you making the time. Oh, thank Thanks you. It's our pleasure. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.